our relationships in our life play the most important role. Unleash that creativity with the drawing and storytelling. You want to call it a grapefruit clip? You can. <laughs> I'm Richard Gerhart. And I'm Elizabeth Gerhart. You've just heard some great tidbits from our show. Stay tuned for the rest. Want to patent your invention? The chance is near. You've given it heart. Now get it in gear. It's Passage to Profit with Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. I'm Richard Gearhart, founder of Gearhart Law, a firm specializing in patents, trademarks, and copyrights. I'm Elizabeth Gearhart, not an attorney, but I work at Gearhart Law doing the marketing and I have my own startup. Welcome to Passage to Profit, the road to entrepreneurship, where we talk with entrepreneurs, small businesses, and discuss the intellectual property that helps them flourish. Very special guest, Catherine Ford, who's the founder of the Excellence Institute. And then we have two presenters. I don't know who was here in the New York area in 2013, but if you saw the X-Wing Starfighter in Times Square, our first presenter, Heather Williams with Two Line Studios was involved with getting that there. It was huge and people loved it. And then we have Sita Lash and no, her product is not for eyelashes, but it is for hair. <laughs> so she has the puff cuff, which ladies with curly thick hair you want to know about. And I'm totally outnumbered today because it's four women to one guy. So well, uh, you know, the men could use a puff cuff too. Really? Actually, I don't have much hair, so <laughs> I'm not sure it's going to help me that much. But I'm interested, and I do know people, men who have ponytails. So maybe this is the product for them. In any case, before we get to our distinguished guests. We're going to go to IP in the news. And our story is about the band Journey. And I think everybody remembers the band Journey. They were super popular in the 80s. And even in, in the 70s, I remember when I was a freshman in college, 1978, Journey was high up on the charts. So You're really dating yourself. I know, but <laughs> yeah. I, at this point, yeah, our audience <laughs> already knows how old I am. So I don't think it matters that much. But Anyway, you always think these bands, like after all this time, they made all this money together that they would be able to get along. Well, here it is like, what, 30 years later, Steve Perry is suing two of his other band members. Well, they cut him out of the deal, right? Yeah, that's what happened. They went off on their own and trademarked all the names, like to 20 top Journey songs. So they could put it on t-shirts and stuff. Right. And some of the trademarks were uh, any way you want it. Yeah, like I'm going to wear a t-shirt that says that. <laughs> Maybe you're at a restaurant or something. I don't know. You know, you know so they've got all of these great songs and uh, Send Her My Love and After the Fall and Girl Can't Help It or whatever. So they went out, the other two band members, and I'm trying to see Jonathan Cain and Neil Schoen, they trademarked those song names. And then Steve Perry filed a petition to cancel those trademarks, which means that they make them invalid, and then also sued Neil and Jonathan for breach of contract. So, but they can still do it just without a trademark, right? It just means other people could do it too. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. You need a higher level of protection for that. If you're going to license something, you really need a federal trademark. There's common law trademark rights too, but those are going to be harder to license and harder to enforce. So the trademarks were kind of key to getting this merch for them. In any case, that's, that's the news. I uh, think Steve Perry should have <laughs> trademarked his voice. That's what they're making their money off of. Right. I couldn't yeah, agree you more. Yeah, trademark sounds. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I hope they can work it out because... Yeah, that was kind of crummy. 
Yeah, that was a crummy thing to do. Kenya, what are your thoughts about this? I agree with Sita. I mean, I can't imagine why you would think that you can monetize someone else's intellectual property via their voice, all right? Or they're using their likeness without their permission or at least including them in part of that opportunity to earn revenue. So I think it's shady. It just kind of shows you that people don't value partnerships sometimes and they'll do anything for money and it's sad. Right. It makes me wonder, are these guys broke? And is this why they're doing it? Well, I don't think they're broke. I think they want to do a comeback or something and merchandise that you can sell at your concerts. A good way to do it. Yeah. So Heather, what do you think? Yeah. What are your thoughts on this? My initial thought is it just feels heartbreaking, you know, like <laughs> when you have a group of creatives that come together to bring something into the world that brings so much joy to other people. And then it is just monetized. It seems like they're just kind of grabbing at whatever straws they can get. And in my business, I'm always thinking it's about the ideas and it's about sharing those ideas. Um, and in my case, it's not so much about the art, but about like getting those ideas out there. And I'm rooting for them that they can work it out. Catherine? Well, I couldn't agree with everyone more. You know, my company name is Excellence Institute, and this certainly is not a display of excellence. And I believe that we do need to come from a place of love and include those and have, you know, rich relationships and partnerships. So I hope that they can work it out as well. And I don't believe he should have been cut out of this. And I, I feel like there's something more behind it that maybe we just aren't seeing the whole picture. The wheel in the sky keeps on turning. And <laughs> with that, we're going to turn to Catherine Ford. And she is the founder and CEO of Excellence Institute, a fabulous world-class women's club for sophisticated and extraordinary women who love finer things in life and who doesn't love finer things in life and know that they are meant for more. So welcome to the show, Catherine. Tell us what happens at the Institute. What happens at the Institute is all kinds of extraordinary things. It's technically based off of my own journey of going from tragedy to triumph. So I design incredible next chapters for women who are ready to make the rest of their life the best of their life. No matter what has happened to them, what they're facing now, it does not matter. And I'm living proof of that. So that's what we do. It's very exciting. So what are some of the programs that you put together? So I have several. Uh, the main program is in fact called Meant for More. And part of that whole Meant for More program it speaks for itself when a woman knows she's meant for more, right? And underneath that is my program of Oceans of Wellness. And I do have that trademarked. And it is my seven-step system for radical healing. And I have found throughout my own journey, my own life story of, gosh, now it's been 33 years, that our relationships in our life play the most important role. Whether that is with a significant other, it's time to uncouple successfully, or maybe a woman hasn't ever found true love in her life and it's time, uh, or it's a relationship that maybe is toxic with a coworker, uh, family, friends, whatever it might be. But those are typically, uh, even look what's happening with this band, right? It's a relationship issue. That's the root of it. And so I get in there deep with a woman and we uncover things, we, we let go of all acquired limitation. And then we sort of like install a new operating system and our whole life changes. So that's why Meant for More program. Um, that is a beautiful program that involves community with other members of Excellence Institute and private time. I also have Women Wealth and Wellness and Ford Consulting for women who just want a completely private, exquisite experience. That sounds wonderful. Now, <laughs> you've hinted at it, so we have to get into it. 
you were down in the depths of despair. I mean, you had some real problems in your life. What were they and how did you overcome those? I sure did. And I know that I'm still on the planet to be doing this work because I shouldn't be here for two reasons. My journey, as I I said, began 33 years ago when I was 26 years old. And I'll just give you a little bit of an idea who Catherine was at that time. Professionally, I was thriving. I was in a human resource career with a major corporation. I loved what I did. And my dream was to be the senior VP of that, of HR one day. Personally, though, I was very impoverished. I was a couple of years into a highly toxic marriage and I didn't see any way out. I grew up in a family that had beliefs that divorce was not an option and that I just needed to try harder. I made this decision to marry this man and I just needed to try harder. So I was driving home one day from work, had a really bad headache, didn't think much of it, took a couple aspirin, went to bed and would end up going blind in my left eye. Yes. What a shock at age 26. I didn't know what was happening. It was talk about a wake up call, right? I was living in Minnesota at the time. So I thought I've got to have the experts take a look at me, went straight to Mayo Clinic. They ran all kinds of tests, came in the room and said, we are so sorry to tell you this, but you have multiple sclerosis. I was like, I have what? And they said, yes. And then the nurses came in from a place of love preparing me for all of the really scary things that they said were likely to happen to me. They left the room and I can still see myself standing in that room, getting ready to leave, getting dressed. And I said, no, 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 no. I am not signing up for that. No, I'm going to be a medical miracle. I don't know how, but I'm going to do it. And I have to tell you, thank goodness I claimed that for myself because had I aligned with the other, I'm sure that that is exactly what would have happened. So I set out and did all kinds of research. I mean, I really just started with supplements and anything I could think of. And then I started researching what uh, were people doing all over the world who are facing really scary things, yet they seem to be thriving. And in the mid nineties, I ran across Dr. Bernie Siegel, Mm -hmm. and he is still an expert in the world on the mind body connection. And I knew I struck gold. I started to put the pieces together And then I started to develop things for myself, practices and principles based off of his teachings of this mind-body connection. And I actually was doing quite well. So the, the story really gets even more interesting. I did notice and it came into my awareness that it was this relationship that I was in that was causing all kinds of toxicity in my body. And I, this, these are my words, but I believe we ha- I know we have an inner pharmacy. So our inner pharmacy is constantly releasing chemicals based on what's happening in our life. And I had all this toxicity going on. So I had too, way too much cortisol being released, way too much of all these chemicals that are not meant to be in our body over time. So I finally got the courage to get the divorce. I said, if no one in my family speaks to me again, I have to get out. And the whole thing ended in a gun incident. And my then husband, I I unfortunately was in a relationship with someone who was a narcissist. He had issues with rage in our home and he had untreated uh, mental health challenges that he refused to get help for. So we were a month away from this, basically the judge in Minnesota rubber stamping the divorce and the perfect storm happened. And he refused to move out until the divorce was final. He called me one day from work. He was a marketing executive and he told me that he lost his job. I could not believe it. So here is a man who basically his whole life is crumbling, right? He, he, his wife is divorcing him. He has these 
you know, challenges in his life that he's refusing to get help for. So he doesn't have the, the skill there to cope with all of this. And now he has lost his job. So he came home from work that day. We got into an argument. He went down in the basement and came up with a gun. And fortunately, the silver lining is that the, the professionals in our community were incredible. The whole incident ended without physical harm to anyone, which was great. Obviously, there was a tremendous amount of emotional trauma and et cetera that needed to be healed there. But the, the silver lining for him was that at that point, they made sure that he got the help that he needed. So that really is the, the silver lining. And the fact that a year and a half later, I found out I had been misdiagnosed after all of that. And actually, the correct diagnosis is something worse than MS. It's called neuromyelitis optica. So I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know who's going to wake me up from this nightmare that I'm living. And I was still in Minnesota and I'm a researcher by nature. So I discovered that now 22 years later, after that initial diagnosis that I got from Mayo Clinic, there's an expert in the world on this really rare condition called neuromyelitis optica. So I immediately went to see him. And then we had the most incredible discussion about how everyone in the world has some sort of dis-ease. Everyone does. We all have something that if we could change it in the next six months to a year would make the biggest difference in our life. Many people, it's already cellularized in their body. Like me, it was a diagnosis. Um, other people, their bodies are sending messages to them about, you know, danger, danger, you must change something. Other people, it's, it's a relationship issue. Like I talked about at the beginning, which most things stem from, uh, you know, it's time to uncouple. It's time to finally find lasting love. It's, it's time to heal that family relationship. It's time to uh, possibly weed your garden of someone that's, you know, really toxic in your life, whatever it is. And other people, it's, it's time and money freedom. They're either working all the time to create the financial flow that they would love or vice versa. They've, they've got all this time, but no financial flow. And he looked at me and he said, let me tell you, you have got to get this out into the world. And I said, what are you talking about? And he's like, no, 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 you don't understand. This is way bigger than you. And I said, honestly, doctor, I've just been trying to save myself. What are you talking about? And he said, no, you can help so many people out there. You've got to get this out into the world. You are basically a medical miracle. And remember 22 years before that, I said to myself, I'm going to be a medical miracle. And he was the first one that, that basically you know, said that back to me. So it was quite an amazing day. And I would later find out that 16 and a half of those years, I was on a every other day injection of a chemotherapy drug for MS. I wasn't on MS. I didn't have MS. And he said that was actually supposed to make me worse. I said, no, I believed in that. And, and I've been that the power of our mind again, I know it didn't hurt me. So that's my story. And that's why I do what I do today and why I'm so passionate. I have two takeaways from that. One is the strength of the human spirit. And the second one is always get a second opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that story is absolutely amazing, Catherine. And that you're here today sharing that with us is so inspiring. For myself, I say, how can I develop the strength and the spirit that Catherine has to help me handle my own challenges? What kind of advice would you give to people for that? Well, the first thing to do is to really embrace the fact that when one person can do it, and many have, you can do it too. 
Because oftentimes, you know, we think, oh, well, that might have worked for so-and-so, but it's not going to work for me. I'm telling you it, when you have the right support and you have the right tools, miracles happen for everyone. And I have so many women that I've worked with that would say the same thing. That, that basically when I begin to work with a woman, I tell her, I am going to introduce you to a you you haven't met yet. That's how much of a quantum leap you're going to be taking in your life. I just want to say to our listeners, you should look up Catherine Ford. She'll be on our YouTube channel. She doesn't look like she's ever been sick a day in her life. She's absolutely <laughs> gorgeous. And I mean, if you're a woman considering that you need a change, she makes a really great role model for what she's doing. I couldn't agree more. And we have to take a commercial break right now, Catherine, but we'll be back with more comments from you and the rest of the guests on Passage to Profit right after this. There's never been a better time to start your own business. The opportunities are infinite and only limited by your imagination and enthusiasm. At Gearheart Law, we believe the most successful companies all have one thing in common. They start with a solid foundation first. Gearheart Law has years of experience protecting entrepreneurs, ideas, and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at www.gearheartlaw.com. Our professionals will create a custom strategy designed to fit your needs and your budget. All of our attorneys are passionate about protection, licensed and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Don't start your project without calling us first. Visit gearheartlaw.com. Together, we can change the world. Visit G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W.com. This ad has been read by a non-attorney spokesperson. Now back to Passage to Profit. Once again, Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. And our special guest, the incredibly inspiring Catherine Ford, founder of Excellence Institute. Her life story is just amazing. If you missed it, you can hear it on our podcast tomorrow. And we're going to go to Kenya Gibson, our media maven now for a question for Catherine. So Kenya, fire away. So first and foremost, your story is super remarkable. And I guess it's been all of your life's experiences and challenges that have brought you into this space of like almost reprogramming the brain. So what tips and tricks could you give to people to kind of reset what we've absorbed through life, what our cells have downloaded to kind of get to the other side? That's such a great question. The first thing to know is, uh, and to remember is that the number one life mastery skill is to notice what you're noticing, right? So when something comes into your awareness, that's the first step in healing because you're aware of it now that that is an opportunity for you. Maybe you've got this relationship going on and you're reacting the same way something is triggering you. It's so important to notice that and say, you know, I'm not getting the results that I want out of that reaction. I need to respond differently. And so I I work a lot with women on standing in their strength, um, really keeping their power and not giving their power away to someone else or something else. That's really important. And to know that the most important real estate you will ever manage is your mind. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Our mind creates everything and our subconscious mind is quietly controlling our entire life. So Catherine, how do you know the difference between a truly toxic person and a person that you disagree with or argue with sometimes? Everything begins with ourselves. And the first thing is to know that 
whatever is transpiring in your life, the content of your life is the curriculum for your evolution. So when you start to learn tools and you practice them and you are understanding that everything's happening for me and not to me, and you use these tools and you, you respond differently, yet the relationship isn't moving forward in a positive direction, that's sort of the litmus test. When you've taken your power back and you understand, okay, I'm working on myself and to not have this be triggered, to heal this from childhood, whatever it is, yet this relationship is not moving forward because in a relationship, it takes both parties. It starts with ourselves. And if we're doing that, yet we're still not seeing the relationship move in the direction that we would love, that is the first sign that it is toxic for you. And part of your practice of radical self-love is to uncouple from that or separate from that, right? So it's not always staying with the person. Well, Elizabeth, why are you looking at me when no, she says that? No. <laughs> no. Rich and I work on ourselves all the time. <laughs> I probably need more work than you do, but I will say, I, I and she's agreeing with that. You're not supposed to agree so quickly. But when you say relationship moving forward, I've heard that term used. What does a relationship moving forward mean? Well, it depends on the type of relationship, first of all. But of course, we want our relationships each day to become richer and better? Does it feel like you're growing? Is it becoming more expansive? Or does it feel like it's sort of dying? Having a good relationship is a lot about, obviously, flexibility, understanding that you're two different people, and having common goals. You like to mingle with celebrities, right? So you have these events. I do have these events. They're called champagne and chic <laughs> events. They're extraordinary. They truly are. They're so much fun. Uh, basically, it's bubbles, bites, and transformation. And we do them every few months. If anyone is interested in finding out when the next one is, you just need to go to my website, excellenceinstitute.com forward slash events. And you'll find out when the next one is, who the celebrity is. They're super fun. We have a dialogue. You get to meet the celebrity. I'm having um, discussion with whoever it is. And we have some fabulous celebrities coming up. And there's transformation involved. And then, of course, I invite women who are interested in taking it further to, to know how to do that. It's, it's a lot of fun. The last event um, we had here in the Pacific Palisades, and typically we, we offer Zoom as well. So if people are not in the area or, or it's not convenient for them to fly in, they can join us via Zoom, which is really fun. But one of the women told me, she said, Catherine, this event was like walking on sparkling clouds when I left wow. and I could, and she was so excited about the transformation that happened for her that afternoon. And when I hear that feedback, it's, it's amazing. Cause I, I could feel she was so empowered. Now, where is the Pacific Palisades? Is that in California? Yes. Next to Malibu, Santa Monica area. So these are in person, in person and zoom. So yeah. what did the women get from these events that go to them? What, what, what do they feel differently about? Well, first of all, they receive lots of tools to really begin making these changes in their life. As women, we crave connection. So they really receive that connection with other women, whether they're in person or Zooming. 
it's it's very um, interesting and fun to learn about one of their favorite celebrities and maybe some of the challenges that they've been through. Suzanne Summers and I spoke a lot about gratitude, which was beautiful. She talked about how every day is such a gift, and literally, you know, we we look at aging not necessarily as a good thing in this country. And she's like, no, 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 it's a gift. It's it's a true gift to be able to age. And of course, she talks about aging well. And one of the benefits of what I do in the programs I have, I call it a fountain of youth and abundance because we have this inner pharmacy again. And when we're happy and thriving, our inner pharmacy is kicking out sparkling, beautiful chemicals. And one of the beautiful effects of that is the fact that our skin, our largest organ is really benefiting from that as well. In fact, one of the women I work with, this is such a cute story. She was working with me for not very long. Either it was maybe a month or two. And her husband actually thought she had work done. Wow. <laughs> Kenya, yeah. do you have any questions or comments? I do. So Catherine, based on everything that you've gone through and what you know now, what, if there was one thing you could do differently, what would that be? You know, I don't think I would actually do anything differently because I see this whole life of mine as a journey that's been divinely guided. I would not, of course, want to sign up for any of this again. Don't get me wrong. But I see that really why I am on the planet is to do this work. Of course, when I was a young 26-year-old woman, I had all these other goals and aspirations for myself. I am doing the work that I am meant to be doing. Absolutely. It is my purpose in life. I had to go through everything I went through in order to have that doctor say, you've got to do this. Literally the next year I found an excellence Institute. After he said that I got my ducks in a row and I thought, you know what? He's right about this. And I have to, I want to use what I've been through to help other women. And so I, I wouldn't change a thing. I wouldn't want to go through it again. But on the other hand, I wouldn't change it because I see how divinely guided it has been. Well, and your passion for helping other people really comes through. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is probably a big key to your success when you're not just kind of phoning it in. You've lived these painful experiences and you genuinely don't want other people to have to experience that too. And if you can help them, you'll be very satisfied and be able to look back and say, yeah, I did something really positive oh, with my life. Yeah. Nothing lights me up more than when a woman's life takes off and I can help her do it so much more quickly because I know the path now, you know, I, I, for my own life, I was going this way. No, that didn't work. I've got to come over here. And yeah. So that's exciting. Well, I should introduce you to our daughter. She's a nurse right now, but she knows she won't do it forever because it's difficult in many different ways. And yeah. she's kind of like trying to figure out what her next step will be. She's 26. I mean, if she can figure it out at 26. Definitely. Most of us, it takes a long time. <laughs> Some of us still haven't figured it out. Anyway, we have to take a break. Catherine Ford, founder of the Excellence Institute. Thank you so much for joining us. And we'll be back with more Passage to Profit with Richard and Elizabeth Gerhardt right after this. Hi, I'm Lisa Askley, the inventress founder, CEO, and president of Inventing A to Z. I've been inventing products for over 38 years, hundreds of products later and dozens of patents. I help people develop products and put them on the market from concept to fruition. I bring them to some of the top shopping networks in the world, QVC, HSN, Evine Live, and retail stores. Have you ever said to yourself, someone should invent that thing? Well, I say, why not make it you? If you want to know how to develop a product from concept to fruition the right way, contact me, Lisa Askeles, the inventress. Go to inventing A 
T-O-Z.com, inventingaz.com. Email me, lisa at inventingaz.com. Treat yourself to a day chock full of networking, education, music, shopping, and fun. Go to my website, inventingatoz.com. Passage to Profit continues with Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. Catherine Ford, who's just been through it all, giving back to so many people right now. It was really amazing to hear her story and appreciate what she's doing for other women. I Very think inspiring. I think it's great. And if you missed the whole interview, you should definitely pick it up on one of our podcasts. It's the Passage to Profit show. You can get it anywhere you find your podcasts, and it's definitely worth a listen. And now it's... It's time for Power Move. So Kenya, who's our Power Mover today? I'm really excited about Power Move today because we're going to be talking about the notorious B.I.G., Biggie Smalls, whose estate is partnering with Burst Life and Surreal Events to create a hyper-realistic model of the late rapper's Brooklyn neighborhood called The Brook. So the new virtual world will reference the artist's hometown in Brooklyn And this activation is expected to launch later this year and will allow fans to explore the virtual environment through virtual real estate purchase, being able to attend concerts and buy and sell NFTs, which I thought was super cool. And basically how they created this is they use the hyper-realistic model of old videos of Biggie and his mother, Valletta Wallace, who I was actually fortunate to meet one time, is part of the project. So Biggie is our power move for today. That's great. I remember hearing about this someplace. So yeah, this is getting out there and I think it'll be great. Yeah, that is really awesome. I mean, it's just amazing where technology can take us today, right? It's sort of like a metaverse thing for Biggie Smalls, right? It is. And I'm still trying to figure out the benefit of buying virtual real estate. I don't know what that (laughs) (laughs) question is. Do you get virtual bills, you know, and a virtual mortgage? (laughs) Well, that's very cool, Kenya. Thanks for bringing that up. And now it's time for Elizabeth's project. Well, I've been working very hard. I am going to try to find some money outside of the law firm money. I filed my patent application, working on the trademarks, going over my business plan. Again, a lot has changed. And if you have a small business and you did a business plan or all your ideas a couple of years ago, or like I did, it's really exciting to go through it again, because what I'm doing is even more relevant now than it was even when I started a couple of years ago. And it's really fun to look in and say, wow, this really works. And I think people will really like this. So I'm going through my business plan and really tightening things up because I do want to try to get funding. Great. Now I want to talk to Heather Williams, with Two Line Studios. I went on Heather's website and what she does to get creativity and production and ideas and the whole thing going is beyond amazing. I haven't seen anything like it. So Heather, please tell us all about what you do. Heather Willems at Two Line Studio. We are a creative problem solving agency. And so what we do is we work with open-minded leaders to design events like innovation workshops and strategy sessions. I love the most about what we do is that we help to communicate their results through drawing called graphic recording. So to really like take these big visions and bring them to life in a visual way. I've been doing this for 15 years, which I'm like, how did that happen? (laughs) (laughs) One of my favorite stories is when I was working with Lego and we were doing a strategy session. It was a three day, all of the leaders get together and it started out just as it normally would with all of the subject matter experts talking about their numbers and reports. And as an energizer, I did a quick drawing lesson and then sent the groups out to practice their drawing to answer the question, if 
anything was possible and the universe was the limit, how would you increase the fan base for Star Wars Lego? So that was the objective, was to increase the fan base for Star Wars Lego. In a galaxy far, far away. In a galaxy <laughs> far, far away. Here, in this <laughs> No, but this is what was so great because they had this creative tool that they were able to explore. So they came back with these drawings of like, oh, let's have a new storyline for Lego and let's have Darth Vader and Yoda bouncing off of the buildings in Manhattan in this like epic fight. And oh, let's take the Millennium Falcon and land it and JFK. So we started out talking about IP. So I'm like, hmm, how does this all work? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but what was so cool is like these ideas were really big. They really tested their limit in terms of like generating these big ideas. And what we ended up doing is scrapping the rest of the agenda for the two and a half days. We rewrote, redesigned the entire session and focused in on how we could take this big vision you know, this vision of success and actually make it a reality. And so with our team, we were graphic recording all of these brainstormed ideas. We were taking and breaking down these big ideas and putting them into action items, mapping them out visually so everybody in the room could see it. And then at the end, we created when they'd already come up with the strategy and tested and prodded it. Our team created a single page visual summary that showed all of the steps that were necessary, these big milestones, these big rocks that were necessary in order to create this vision. Totally fun. You know, I would definitely <laughs> like to see Lego things landing at the airport. Yes. And what the results of this session were. So the team took it back. They looked at these visuals, I was told, every week for the next two years until this came into reality. And what the results were, were on May the 4th, it was known as the day Lego broke the internet because they had a huge activation in Times Square. They'd found, you know, they'd partner with a lot of different organizations and launched the Yoda Chronicles, which was a cartoon series that went on for two years. They had activated all of the screens in Times Square where they had the Lego Yoda and the Lego Darth Vader having an epic battle bouncing off all of the screens. And then the best thing was that they couldn't land the Millennium Falcon and JFK, but they did build a life-size X-Wing fighter that parents, dads, and kids probably mostly dads, right? Let's right. be real about <laughs> um, You know, they would like be able to sit in this X-Wing fighter and have their photo taken. Oh, it was wow. so awesome. And so it was just very cool to see these creative minds come together, unleash that creativity with the drawing and storytelling, graphic recording and visual mapping. And it was so cool to be part of that project. Wow. I just wonder how many Legos went into that Starfighter and did they find a kid's bedroom large enough to make it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can actually Google it. And there's a great video that says, the, you know, talks about the whole process. There's some of my drawings in that video as well. And you do collaborations because getting Lego and Star Wars and Times Square and all the billboards and everything all collaborating together at once. I mean, that was huge. I was taking a giant effort. That came out of the innovation strategy that I was part of. So that's where that kind of the, those minds came together and they knew that that was part of the process that they needed to have that activation. But when I'm working with groups like law firms, or maybe it's in the pharma industry, like working with 
medical devices or even with companies like IBM and Cisco, like working in the tech industry, one of the things that we do is we map out their journey. Catherine's talking about this journey with women and like empowering and, and transforming their lives, which I can't wait to talk more about. But that's kind of the thing I get to do in organizations as well with teams. So say we're working with a law firm and it might be really difficult to explain what the process of getting a patent looks like to viewers on the show. So, you know, we would draw out what that journey looks like. And one of my superpowers that I personally think I have is synthesizing complex ideas into a way that's very easily digestible. Well, that is a problem that we have, quite honestly, yeah. because putting attorney speak into something that people who are not attorneys will understand, there's a huge gap there to bridge. Huge. Right. Oh, yeah, I absolutely agree. I actually think one of the skills any professional gains as they get older is the ability to explain what they do to people who are not in that field. Mm -hmm. And they do it in a way where they don't use jargon and they provide enough of the right information that the person or group can make a decision without clouding it up with all the weeds and everything like that, that mm -hmm. they really don't need to know. Well, I think what you're doing is great. You know, you're getting people, you're telling stories, you're using storytelling as a way to share and communicate this information to others. You have the greatest job in the world. I mean, you're like a professional brainstormer, right? Yeah. So I'm going to change my title. How do you stay in that creative mode? Is that just like something that you've always done well? Or do you think your skills have improved over time? Absolutely. Like I, I tell my husband, you know, like I'm going to be learning and trying new things until the day I die. When I started doing this work, I met up with one of my uh, girlfriends from high school and she started laughing. I'm like, why are you laughing? Like, this is my career. Like I very, take it very seriously as a businesswoman. She's like, Heather, you used to do this in coffee shops shops. When you were like 16, you would go to coffee shops and eavesdrop on the people behind you and write out their stories. Like, and I was like, oh, oh wow. yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> um, it's creating a daily practice, just like we might have a daily practice of meditation to calm and open our minds. Creativity can come in that same way. And the practice can be anything like going for a walk around the block and noticing something new to taking five minutes to actually playing with your child. Or maybe it's taking a class and just stretching yourself a little bit to find that way to see things differently. So I'm dying to pass the ball to Kenya because she yeah. is one of our creative forces. <laughs> yes. She's the creative force behind this program. She is. And so she has to have something to say about creativity. Well, I appreciate from one creative to another like just having a space to be able to create in, right? So the Gearhearts were just really good and open-minded about what they wanted to do with their marketing and efforts and how they could take that to the next level. And that's not always the case with most people who you work with, right? People are very linear in their thinking. And I think yes. being open-minded is what leads ultimately to like creative success. How do mm -hmm. you stay inspired? Like if you feel like you're hitting a dry spot as a creator, for me personally, I go to meditation or I just sit quietly in a room by myself and just take notice of what's around. Actually, Catherine mentioned, you know, notice what you're noticing. 
So that's something that I actually do quite often. Other times I'll put my ideas into action and I'll just start doodling something, anything and not have judgment around it, but just see where it goes and sees what it inspires and where it takes you. Catherine. It does take concentration and it's amazing because again, it brings things into your awareness that you were possibly flying under the radar. So basically I like to describe it as seeing what's happening, your life on a movie screen or going like 10,000 feet up and looking down on what's actually transpiring, just separating yourself a bit from it so that you can see at a different angle what is what is happening and you're doing a great job of that <laughs> another piece that i work with my clients on I, we call it our personal passion prescription and it's a bit the, the of a similar thing but it's for their life and i have that trademark yeah. as well but that visual piece is so important and having a roadmap yeah. you know for where in my case where a woman's life is going um, but that is, that is so key. It activates another part of our brain and it yep. really helps bring the ideas to life. Especially when you start to sketch out individual ideas, they have a conversation with one another and this can happen in groups, especially in innovation sessions, but also individually as well. When you're working on it individually alone, it's like, oh, well that pig and the bird, <laughs> you know, you put the pig and the bird together. You're like, oh my gosh, pigs can fly. <laughs> Right. And our minds think in pictures. So that's why that's so effective too. We don't think in words, we see pictures. And so I love that. So twolinestudios.com, Heather, that was really enlightening and excellent. And now we're going to our next presenter, Sita E. Lash. Now her last name is Lash, but her products are for hair. So if you have ever had bunny tail hair, (laughs) <laughs> and I'll let her say what that is. This will fix that. So Sita with Puff Cup, please tell us what you have. So yes, my name is Sita Lash. I am the founder, inventor, and co-CEO. My husband is the other CEO of Puff Cuff. So the Puff Cuff is the only hair clamp specifically designed for those with thick, curly, textured hair. Previous to the Puff Cuff, the only things on the market to hold your hair up were elastic bands and banana clips. So the banana clip actually is a clip that's shaped like a banana and you take it and you squeeze your hair into it and it kind of gives you kind of a mohawk type of look. Most of us that have curly or thick hair, dense hair, textured hair, we already have bulk and thickness. We don't need anything to give us bulk and thickness. We just need something to hold our hair in place. So the puff cuff is actually round. So if you want to call it a grapefruit clip, you can. (laughs) So puff cuff is not a banana clip. The concept kind of is the same but it's actually different. The puff cuff holds your hair in place where the banana clip and rubber bands and everything cinch your hair down. Hence, when you cinch your hair down, and I I think this is the same with people with straight hair, silkier textures or whatever. I think we all equally hate the rubber band because eventually it's going to give you traction. It's going to cause traction on your hair, which is going to cause tension and leads to pain and headache. I always say, if it feels better to take your hair down than take your bra off, then whatever whatever you're using in your hair is a problem. It is pretty amazing to see this in action. I will say. I started the company actually nine years ago. I um, came up with the idea around 2006. And when I started this company, I literally thought that this was going to be something I was going to sell at craft shows on the weekends because this was, I had no clue that it was going to be a product that would be needed globally. 
So when I started the company, Instagram had just started. There was no influencer marketing. There was no YouTube like it is now. You know, Instagram was in its infancy. Facebook was in its infancy. And I ran an Indiegogo campaign and I linked it Mm -hmm. to my Facebook account. And I remember I put the Indiegogo campaign on Facebook and I got a thousand followers overnight. And I was like, whoa, I've made it. I've done, wow. yeah, I've done it. <laughs> and so that let me know, okay, this is not just something that I need. I literally thought that this was just going to be a product for people that look like me, black women who decided to stop straightening their hair. But as the puff cuff grew on social, and this was before paid social and all of that, we really did get a organic following for the product. But we leaned on Amazon for its, you know, its customer service. So we figured the customer would be more willing to take a chance on us if they knew Amazon had their back. Kenya. Well, I want to say I love that your product is so solution-based. So I naturally am a curly girl. Um, I haven't relaxed my hair. God, I think it's almost a decade. I grew Mm -hmm. my hair a decade. And I like to go in between styles. So sometimes I wear curly, sometimes I wear straight. I don't (laughs) like to straighten it often because it's not good for your hair. But what I'll say is I've never seen anything like this on the market, right? Because usually you have to use a million hair ties just to get the nice poof. Are you working with any curl fluencers or anybody in that space that can help you like show the usage of your product via video, Snapchat, TikTok, all the things? So we were on social before social was social. I'm a firm believer when I started this company, I wanted it to be a reflection of you. So I value user-generated content. I purposely do not use influencers that are celebrity, if that makes sense, because I wanted the customer to see themselves represented in my marketing. Usually all of the visuals that you see when you see people demonstrating, all of those people are real. Those are literally people I either stalked at my chiropractor's office, church, relatives, (laughs) children of mine. I have garnered to say, will you please use the product for me? And that has worked. Now, I do understand and value the use of ambassadors and influencers, but originally, to tell you the truth, we never sought ambassadors or influencers. What we would do is we would all of a sudden something would happen in the cyber world where we'd come in the next morning because we do our own fulfillment also. We come in the next morning to to the warehouse and it's like, wow, we have a thousand orders. What happened? Somebody must've done a video. And then we go out onto, onto our social media, see who tagged us. And then if there was a person who created a video that had influencer status, then we would ask them if they would be interested in being an influencer. Because for me, influencers can be bought And I don't want anybody using my product that doesn't love the product itself. And the way that I know that that happens is they find it organically, or there comes a situation where that person comes into our atmosphere and I can engage them that way. I should also say that I get pigeonholed into, this is a black product. Well, it's not a black product. It just happens to be created by a black girl. This is a curly hair product. Curly hair comes in all ethnicities, all colors, male, female, everything. So this is a global unisex product. We sell in over 176 countries and I have not marketed to one of those countries. It literally has been social media and one person word of mouth to the other to say, 
this is something I think you could use. And there are some, there are some celebrities that have the puff cuff. God had given me this idea of the puff cuff, but I sat on it. And my thing was, I wanted to have the same type of peace and happiness, knowing that I had done everything that I was supposed to do with what God gave me. And that was the admiration that I had for my grandmother. So that set puff cuff in action. So what is your website again? The website is thepuffcuff.com. We're on every single e-commerce channel you can imagine and sallybeauty.com and Sally Beauty retail stores. We have to take a commercial break. More Passage to Profit right after this. What are entrepreneurs' most valuable assets? Their passion and ideas. We can't protect your passion, but we can protect your ideas. Trust Gearheart Law to protect your ideas with premier patent, trademark, and copyright services. There's never been a better time to start your own business. Contact us at GearHeartLaw.com. At GearHeart Law, we have years of experience protecting entrepreneurs' ideas and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at GearHeart Law. www.GearHeartLaw.com. Don't let the wrong protection strategy ruin your business. All of our attorneys are passionate about protecting and are licensed and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Don't start your project without calling us first. Contact Gearheart Law on the web at G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W.com. Together, we can change the world. This ad has been read by a non-attorney spokesperson. Now more with Richard and Elizabeth. Passage to Profit. Now we get to do the group question. So this is Elizabeth's question. I am going to ask everybody here, who inspired you? And it could be any kind of inspiration you want. It may be somebody who inspired you to change your look or somebody who inspired you to change your life or whatever. So I am going to start with Catherine. So who inspired you? Definitely Dr. Bernie Siegel. In the mid nineties, when I ran across him, it was like gold. My whole life opened up and I knew that I struck gold because he empowered me to take things further and gave me that information that our minds and bodies are so intimately connected and our bodies are always speaking to us. So definitely Dr. Bernie Siegel. Excellent. Heather, who inspired you? We've been talking so much about family and like just vulnerable stories. Um, My mom has been an incredible inspiration to me. She's taken so many risks and challenges in her life and has always inspired me to say, it doesn't matter what you do, as long as you do it to your best and authentically. Excellent. Sita. Yes, it would be. Actually, it's going to be my husband. His name is Garrett. He has been the yin to my yang, the the sane to my crazy, all of that through this whole journey. And he's the one who, you know, keeps me encouraged and keeps me level. So he is my inspiration. Excellent. Kenya. I'm going to say my children, Norris and Naya. They're obviously younger than me. And you would think somebody would be older to inspire me. But I think I look at how much they've grown and they've accomplished in such a short period of time. And they're really the kids, or I want to say kids, but the people who I, I really wanted to be at their age. So they continue to inspire me with what they're doing with themselves. So definitely my children. Excellent. Richard. Boy, that's a tough question because I've had so many sources of inspiration. So uh, Elizabeth. You take the cake for inspiration, for sure. Strangely, my parents, uh, and I never really thought I'd say this because for a long time, I was kind of angry at them and kind of had wished that they had done more. But as I get older, I look back at them and their values. My dad, especially, he was very courageous man. Uh, He was a World War II veteran. 
He was very honest and decent. And I think that that role model, uh, he was, certainly wasn't perfect, but that role model really created a big impression on me. So uh, hats off to you, dad. Oh, that's so sweet. Yes, I, I think it was the women in my life. My mother, especially, she had incredible challenges that I won't get into here, an incredibly difficult life. And she just powered through every single day. When I look at it now, being the age I am now, I don't have any idea how she did it. I really don't. So when I look at what I'm dealing with and I, I think about my mother, I'm like, well, I got it easy. <laughs> <laughs> So with that, Catherine Ford was our guest, founder of Excellence Institute, excellenceinstitute.com. And if you go slash events, you can see her events coming up with famous people. They sound like a lot of fun and, and they're in California, but you can also do them through Zoom. So. Yeah. And, and what an amazing person, too. And when I was looking at her website, I was going, I was kind of like, well, what, what she like? But she <laughs> is completely down to earth and real. And that's just exactly what you want. Authenticity. Authenticity. Absolutely. Yeah. And then we had Heather Williams with twolinestudios.com. Wow. Creativity in spades. I mean, just amazing what she does with the whole drawing things out and getting people to really get their creative juices flowing and interacting. And she's inspired me to go out and be creative today. So I'm going to have to find some way to hit that drawing board. And then... Sita Lash with the puckpuff.com. So all you curly haired people out there, ladies, men all over the world. This we even like, do poodles. Like, so, so ingenious. So it's an ingenious to be invention. Perfectly honest, I'm still not exactly sure what it is, but it sounds great. So well, if you go to her website and you watch her video for like 30 seconds, I will gain knowledge. You'll figure it out okay. because it's very incredibly ingenious. And, you know, you're not going to go make it yourself, but you're going to buy it from Amazon or from her website, because if you know anyone that has curly hair, you need it. So that was our group today. Are we going to do last comments? Sure. Kenya? This was a, a wonderful conversation as usual, right? But it's always nice. Like there just seems to be this just common thread of women empowerment and creativity. And I always love to be a part of those conversations because I just think that it's a co-inspiring atmosphere. Unfortunately, we need to sign off for this week, but we'll return to this station next week with another episode of Passage to Profit. Before we go, I'd like to thank the Passage to Profit team, Noah Fleischman, our producer, Alicia Morrissey, our program director, and Mark Wilson, our syndication manager. Our podcast can be found tomorrow anywhere you find your podcast. Just look for the Passage to Profit show. And don't forget to like us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And remember, while the information on the this program is believed to be correct. Never take a legal step without checking with your legal professional first. Take care, everybody. Thanks for listening. And we'll be back next week.